When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, a new study says blueberries are the healthiest berry. Name your favorite berry. Tony Kornheiser, Raymond Berry, or Halle Berry, Rick Barry. How about Matthew Berry? How about him? I thought you what were going to say, for those of us in the DMV, Marion Berry, your boy. You loved him. Admit it. Oh, well, that's... It's, I did, but Marion Barry. Barry. He's not truly no, a Barry. No, he's not. I'll go he with was a Barry. Barry. Yes. I could have slurred it. It could have worked out. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Lions win again. The Niners edge the Packers, and Lamar Jackson gets it done in the playoffs. But we begin today with the best game of the weekend, the Bills and the Chiefs last night in Buffalo. The Bills lost when they missed a game-tying 44-yard field goal with 147 to go. Was their worst nightmare? Wide right one more time. Wilbon, is the more compelling story Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs winning again or Josh Allen and the Bills losing? Well, today, immediately after, Tony, it's Josh Allen and the Bills losing. For me, today, we got time. We got time for 15. Um, And it wasn't the kick that I was obsessed with. And I, I felt for the Bills. Look, I've been in the 90s when I was covering the NFL for the Washington Post. I was at all those Bills games, all of them, it seemed, and all the postseason ones. And I... I, I feel for the people in that region in New York who, who, who are Bill's nation and they come and they freeze and they do this year after year after year. Yeah. And it's what they yeah. have and the Bills don't come through. And I feel for them. But, Tony, I was sort of annoyed with the Bills yesterday because when they went out there and they had the lead early and they got it back, they did it with power football. They ran the ball down the Chiefs' throats. They did. And at one point, they have the Chiefs' best defensive player in 95, Chris Jones. They are dragging him to the goal line. A hell of a visual. And that's how you win the game because you also keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. I don't want to hear about 40-yard passes downfield that should have been caught because even if they're caught and you walk in the end zone, the next guy on the field is Patrick Mahomes within three seconds, and he has the ball back. They went away from what got them there. I don't care about the Kansas City defensive adjustments. The Bills blew that to me strategically, tactically, and that annoyed me not to kick as much as maybe it annoys other people. Yeah, the kick got to me for other reasons. I will say that the easy answer as to which is the more compelling story today is the Buffalo Bills, and it may be the most compelling story. Look, they played pretty well. They did. Josh Allen did not turn the ball over. Josh Allen had one passing touchdown. He had two running touchdowns, except for some missed passes and late drives. He played almost as well as he had to play. And then they have that kick, Mike, and it's a banana kick. It goes so far right. And, and, and everybody of a certain age is thinking Scott Norwood. And Scott Norwood is watching somewhere saying, oh, no. And he Not turns again. off the television. Don't do this. Yeah. But the actual answer is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Because they went on the road for the first time in the playoffs and they won. Yeah. They were an underdog and they won. They punted only once during the game. They scored every time they had to score. 
And, and it should be clear to everybody that Patrick Mahomes is the preeminent quarterback of his generation. And of all the teams Agreed. left in the playoffs, the Chiefs have the best resume. They've got the best By the way, I'm, we can't, I feel terrible for the Buffalo Bills. You feel I like do. I feel. By the way, the fake punt, please, please stop. They got I lucky have done to that, recover but, but from that. That was The Chiefs insane. gave it right back. They gave it right back, yeah, but it was Yeah, the Chiefs insane. gave it right back with a touchback. Run the ball. Yeah. Power well, football. Moving them Mike, off the ball early in Buffalo, the game. Keep it up. Buffalo did not score in the fourth quarter fourth when quarter, they no, had to. They, they couldn't get the touchdown they needed. Maybe what they need if you're going to be really fantasizing here, what? is Bill Belichick oh, to get them over oh, the hump. See, you Maybe had they need to go him. there. You had to go there. Let's move to yesterday's early game. The Lions won a second playoff game in the same season for the first time since 1957, beating the Bucs in Detroit at Ford Field. Baker Mayfield had a chance to lead his team on a game-tying drive, but he threw a pick with a minute and a half left, and that was that. Tony, the Lions won again, but does your estimation of them rise? Yes. Oh, yes, it does. And it rises because they won a week ago, and they backed it up, and they won again. And that's important because I thought there might be a letdown. I thought they might feel a sense of satisfaction. But now we have to take them very seriously as a team and not just a cute story. Put in the title but I'll game. tell you something else, Mike. My estimation of Tampa Bay went up. They were in that game the whole way. They tied the game. They were only a touchdown down all the way to the end. They're in the game. And, and that pick that Baker Mayfield throws, yeah. I'm not angry at that in the same way I'm not angry at the one Jordan Love throws because he's got to go 90 yards the the in a minute 50 or something like that. Yeah, I thought Jared Goff played really well. I think that he established that, that the Lions weren't swindled when they traded Matthew Stafford for him, even with Stafford in the Super Bowl. I, I, that was, Mike, that was a better game than I thought it was going to be. And, yes, my estimation of Detroit does go up. It Tony, does. you know, my estimation of Detroit went up when they outplayed the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. I know that was a regular season game, and, it, you know, we, we, we're through right. with that. And the Cowboys are, you know, on an island having vacay somewhere. So they're not even in it anymore. But when they outplayed them and had the two-point conversion that didn't count, they outplayed them then when the Cowboys were playing well. Yes, they did. That was, when the, that was when the Detroit Lions said to me, we're ready. Let's go. And they've been going since. And these games are not blowouts. They don't have to be blowouts. They used a great home field advantage to their advantage. I thought Baker Mayfield, they did everything they wanted to. The, the two-point conversion attempt that left them eight down. Don't start me with the two-point conversions. And the analytics say go for it. Do the analytics say go for it no matter who's going for it? So if you and I were on the field, the analytics say go for it. It's the stupidest, laziest, lamest thing I've ever heard for reasoning in competition. And I hate when announcers just buy it without questioning it. The analytics say go for it. Jared Goff and that offense, Tony, they're good enough to go to San Francisco and win. I'm not saying they're going to. But they are good enough, Mike, and we should have seen that the last few weeks. So they didn't jump argue. in my estimation yesterday. I don't yesterday. argue with that. I don't argue with that. I will, you know, Detroit, everybody was rooting for Detroit and Buffalo. Everybody wanted a Detroit and Buffalo Super Bowl because the winner mm. of that would finally get off the schneid. Yeah. Now, so right. now I think it's just Detroit that they all root for, and, and I completely understand it. On Saturday, the 49ers outlasted the Packers. 
They intercepted Jordan Love on the last meaningful play and knelt down to win. The rain may have had something to do with Brock Purdy's shaky play. He led the winning drive but was self-critical afterward. Wilbon, did this game confirm your confidence in the 49ers or test it? No, it doesn't test it. They won a, they won a big playoff game. I mean, they won it at home. By the way, all this questioning of Purdy, I don't really get. He was 6 of 7 on the drive that won the game. What are we talking Final about? Drive. Six of seven. What, what, how much better are you supposed to be? So, no, I don't even understand that. I, I dismiss some of that junk as junk. Um, I thought the 49ers, look, I mean, they're also missing a, an enormous weapon in Debo Samuels. When you're missing him, that changes the way that you necessarily want to play. And now we don't know, you know, going forward what his situation is going to be exactly. No, the 49ers you know, are what they are. They're not going to go out there and just run it up on people every week. So I, I, were you disappointed in Purdy? You and I did not talk during that game as we yes. usually do. Were you were disappointed yeah. in Purdy? I have, a, I have a different view than you do in this. Um, I picked the 49ers to win the Super Bowl the first week of the season, so I'm going to stay with it. But they did not inspire confidence in me in this game. I thought Brock Purdy the was a little Packers shaky. Won. Made me nervous. I I thought the defense made me nervous. Look, I'll say this. I think the two number one seeds were rusty in the first halves of their games. Purdy and Lamar Jackson had not played in like 20 days. The the Baltimore Ravens were tied at the end of the first half, and San Francisco was up by one. But Baltimore then came out, Mike, and they were very forceful in the second half. I think at one point they had three straight touchdown drives. San Francisco did not have that. I thought Green Bay was going to win the game. They should have won the I game. I thought Green Bay ran on them, yeah. and I thought Green Bay passed on them, and I thought to myself in the middle of this game, am I overrating the 49ers? Now, I will say this. This 49ers team has a lot of playoff experience other than the quarterback, and so maybe they can put this behind them. Debo Samuel, that's a big deal. They're 0-3 without him in He's games. He's a big deal. You know, previously in the regular season. So that's really a big deal as far as I'm concerned. And can I just say this about Jordan Love? Not Obviously, you agree, too. He's going to be really good. But, Mike, on that interception, I know it ends the game. When he throws across his body and his feet are in the air, that's Back, Brett Favre. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, That's Brett Favre, right? Yeah, and it, it's wound up like a lot of Brett Favre passes, too, that don't speak well, to Brett Favre's Hall of Fame nature. He so won a I, Super Bowl. I, I, I'll, I'll give you, you that. Know. But, Tony, the, the notion that Number one seeds are supposed to blow teams out and run away with games well, 47 to 7. When did not this the first start? Halves. When did this start? Well, they won I, the game. You, you, you remember what Winning's coaches, important. how many coaches Winning's did you and losing. I cover who would look at us with a notebook in our hand in a locker room and a postseason and say, win in advance, survive and advance? Yeah. I think the 49ers right, last advanced. I That's checked right. have done that. Let's take a break. Coming up, what does the Ravens win over the Texans do for Lamar Jackson? Survive in advance. Did piss Blake Henson go too far in his taunting of the Cameron crazies? Wow, men's don't college basketball. Don't you think everybody's rooting for Detroit Are now? Are they playing that? Don't no, you think no, everyone no, I roots don't. for Detroit? I'm rooting for it. I think most people in America, mm. particularly on either coast, don't even know where Detroit is. They couldn't identify it on a map. They have no I'm idea. I'm on a coast. I'm on a coast. Yeah, I have old. sympathy for them. I want to... You're it's old. You're- Pardon the interruption is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. 
Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Grey Goose, part of Happy Hour. It's time to find out what's popping with the populace. Let me get the first one here. Mail time! Ooh, I put him in backwards. What does the Ravens win over the Texans do for Lamar Jackson? Uh, you know, again, we can go with overstatement Monday, which most people will do. I'm not. It gets them into the next round. They were favored to win this game. The Ravens should have won this game. It keeps Lamar Jackson from being one and four in the playoffs as a starter. It allows him to go two and three now. And this is what they should have done. I, look, the Texans had a wonderful season. I mean, a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback, and they were fabulous. But when Lamar Jackson got rolling, this is what we expect from Lamar Jackson in some big games in his career. Not all of them, but at some point, you've got to build toward winning a championship. And they seem like the logical team to stop Kansas City if anybody in the AFC can. So Lamar Jackson did. What does Chris Rock say? You don't get special credit for doing what you're supposed to do. This is what Baltimore is supposed no. to do at home. Yeah, so I think it gets the playoff monkey off his back for at least a minute, one week. Look, he's the best running quarterback in football. He's even better than Josh Allen. Nobody has a weapon like that. But to me, Mike, Lamar Jackson is not the story of that game. To me, the Baltimore defense is the story of that game. They held the team to three points in 60 minutes because you can't pin that punt return no. on the defense. No, you can't. They led the league this year in sacks, in turnovers, great and defense. points allowed. I understand why people talk about Lamar Jackson. The contract stuff, the MVP stuff, the playoff record, the talent. I understand all of that. But Baltimore won that game on the other side of the ball. That's how Baltimore has won two Super Bowls. On the other side of the Hall of Fame ball. defense. And that, to me, yeah. was the... That was the most impressive thing to me about that whole game. Yeah. Mike, was their defense. Tony, Tony no disagreement there. But Mail Lamar, this. he is in a position of justifying that salary. And we know another quarterback yeah, who helped get right. that salary up there who's not even on the field in Cleveland and can't justify any well, of it. he's hurt. So there's a lot of pressure. A lot That's of pressure right. that comes along with that. That's right. Here's the next one. Did Pitts Blake Hinson go too far in his taunting of the Cameron Crazies? Well, Tony... You know, Pitt wins a game, and Henson 
had gone seven for seven from three, which means he could have just stood on the table or anywhere else he wanted to at Cameron and said, this is my house, and probably came out of his mouth while he was saying. But no, no. The Cameron crazies go crazy. There's a reason they're named that. They've inspired most student bodies in the crowds at basketball games to go 20% too far, probably including my own when they're wearing purple. So no, 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 no. He did not go too far. And anybody who argues that, I would just say, shut up, please. Well, then you're going to have to tell me to shut up because I think, I think this, Mike. I think if some of the people had come out of the stands and tried to fight this guy, then it would have been too far. I right. understand the impulse. They hadn't beaten Duke in over 40 years. That's a big win for the Pitt program. And I understand that the Cameron Crazies take pride in being antagonistic. Yes, they offend. My daughter-in-law went to Duke, and she was part of that crowd, I'm sure, here and there. You know, but if you remember last week, the coach of Texas, we both condemned him for saying to the UCF players, you know, you're classless and you're no good because they went horns down. And he later apologized. So my feeling here is that this came close to being a little too far. This came close to being an escalation. This could have been very bad. It wasn't. I'm happy, and I understand the impulse, but I'm not as endorsing of it perhaps as you. Tony, is it my favorite behavior? No. Would I recommend it? No. But go too far, given what Cameron is about, what it stands for, what it projects proudly, which is we antagonize you. We will drive you out of here and make you sorry you ever came in. And so when that is the tact you take, then it can come back in your face, and it did this particular time. And by the way, when the Cameron Crazies do their thing again next week, I support them. I'm fine. I defend their right to do that. I'm happy it did not get worse. Enough email. Let's take one last break. Still to come. Speaking of Duke, Coach K's wins record gets topped. And did the Nuggets or the Thunder put up the bigger win this weekend? There's some good NBA games this weekend. Get lost in all the football. The football is being played this weekend, I thought. Right? They got two more. Two more weekends. Two more weekends of football. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. 
Happy 22nd birthday, Caitlin Clark. Clark's Iowa teammates celebrated her birthday last week by surprising Clark with balloons and a cake. Then Clark surprised all of them with sneakers from Nike, part of her NIL deal. Clark's NIL deals with Nike, Gatorade, and State Farm, among others, are being estimated at $818,000, which is more than 10 times what Clark's salary, not counting endorsements, her salary would be in the WNBA next season if she went there. Clark is averaging 31.7 points a game this season, best in her career. She's on pace to become the all-time women's points leader. She had 45 in a loss yesterday at Ohio State and collided with a fan after Ohio State stormed the court following the game. Clark had to be helped off, but later said she just had the wind knocked out of her. Tony, it's a good thing the NIL, controversial as it is, those NIL deals provide that money for Caitlin Clark and so many others because the WNBA in this specific case can't come close to that. And it's going to be interesting to see how that evolves, both the league and what it can pay versus NIL deals and what those can pay. Happy anniversary, Falcons. On this day seven years ago, Atlanta jumped out to a 31-0 lead over Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in the NFC Championship game. Next up for the Falcons was the Super Bowl against the Patriots, and they went up 28-3, prompting their owner, Arthur Blank, to begin dancing in his luxury box. The Falcons did not hold up, though. They lost the game. Bill Belichick coached the Patriots to that comeback, which may explain Blank's interest in interviewing Belichick twice now for the vacant Falcons job. Falcons coaches that day included Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, and Mike McDaniel. On the Patriots side, Josh McDaniels, Brian Dayball, Joe Judge, Brian Flores, and Matt Patricia all became head coaches as well. Tony, I know we understand Blank's interest, as you just mentioned. Do you yet understand Belichick's potential interest? No, I don't know. No, I don't. I would put him with the Bills. I think I said that. <laughs> Happy trails to Coach K's record for most college basketball wins. Stanford's Hall of Fame coach Tara Vanderveer now has the most wins in college basketball. When Stanford beat Oregon State yesterday, it was number 1,203 for Vanderveer, one ahead of Mike Krzyzewski. Krzyzewski was among the many people congratulating Vanderveer, including Billie Jean King, Dawn Staley, and Steve Kerr. Vanderveer, 70, began her coaching career at Idaho in 1978 before heading to Ohio State. She arrived at Stanford in 1985. She's won three national championships, a gold medal in the Atlanta Olympics, and she's been National Coach of the Year five times. She's on top now, Mike, but Gina Oriema is only seven wins behind her. Well, I mean, those are two all-time great coaches, Tony. We don't think that Gino's going to walk away anytime soon, do we? I mean, this could be just a race out for a while to see who outlasts the other. Yeah, I think that's how it's being promoted, as whoever stays longer is going to win it. Let's go to the big finish. Let's do it. Nuggets beat the Celtics. Thunder beat the Timberwolves over the weekend. Which was more significant to you? Tony, I think the Nuggets winning in Boston where the Boston Celtics were 20-0, and and no team has gone undefeated at home in NBA history. So to take that away, and you might see that as a finals preview, 20-year-old Nick Dunlap became the first amateur to win a PGA Tour event in 33 years. You impressed with you were impressed with that yesterday. I watched all of it. It was great. Phil Mickelson was the last guy. Falcons reportedly booked a second interview with your boy Jim Harbaugh. What do you read into that? Nothing. He's also going to have a second one with the Chargers. This just seems like this is a wild map. I mean, maybe not. 
the Islanders fired head coach Lane Lambert, replaced him with Patrick Waugh. This surprises you, doesn't it? Yeah, he's the last guy on earth I thought of as an Islander, but he won his first game. Last one, Victor Wembanyama at Joel Embiid tonight. You excited about that? No, Tony, I don't know how much they go against each other tonight. I really don't. I'm more excited for Suns Bulls. Bulls are cruising toward 500. Suns have won five or six in a row, got themselves together. I'm going to watch that instead. Everybody drink. You said Bulls. Here we go. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knucklehead. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app.